Hey, you're listening to the Smoke Meat Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Pittman. Today, man, we have got such a great guest, a young man named Dantes Alexander. Uh, we talked about a little bit of everything, Chicago Music Awards, uh, music, you name it, we talk about it. Great guy. I'm not going to keep boring you with my voice. We're going to go on ahead and kick this beast off here on Smoked Meat. Hey, so how you doing today, Dantes? I am doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Outstanding, outstanding, man. I've been looking forward to it. I haven't gotten to record for about a month, and I finally sent Eileen some dates and said, I need people. And it is so much fun recording today. I've been doing it all day long. And I love it. I love doing it. Like I said, I hadn't been able to. It's, it's always a pleasure when you're having fun, right? Exactly. Exactly. Cause you know, I, I haven't monetized my podcast, so that's basically what I do this for. I do this to wash away the day and, uh, man, this, this right. might therapy. That's what always makes it. Oh, and that, that's, that's, I feel that way sometimes too about music. So that's great. I'm glad we feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. And you, you've been hitting it hard here lately. Um, you know, we's talking and, you got a lot of crap going on, man. The Chicago Music Awards, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to come out of that lost babe in the woods thing, you know what I mean? Like, oh my God, like, oh, they like my music, and oh, this person knows who I am, and, you know, and all of that. So, you know, it, it, it's still definitely uh, a pinch-me moment, you know, because when you start, you know, doing anything, you know, you you... You only hope and dream, you know, that people just listen to it and, you know, yeah. and after, you know, after that, you know, you know, so everything kind of hit me actually today, like, oh my God, wow, like, <laughs> yeah, this is real. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and enjoy the babe in the wood, woods moment, man. Just soak it all in because that, uh, that way you're looking at it still from the standpoint of a fan and that just makes it so much better. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah, I, I yeah. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, the airing, I believe is going to be February 28th mm-hmm. on, uh, all social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Very cool. Very cool. And I know you got a new single coming out. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I don't know about coming out, going to record. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, it's like, you know, everything's already recorded. You know, I've been doing music now for uh, uh, maybe three or four years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I try to go into the studio once a week. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty religious, mm-hmm. you know, with that. Um, so I was able to, you know, come up with a, a really good cohesive album. Um, you know, but then after, you know, COVID happened and just kind of reassessing everything, I just kind of felt like it would be, you know, better to, you know, release, you know, singles. Um, so that's, that's, you know, that's kind of what we're, <laughs> you know, what we're doing right now. And, uh, you know, the last single that came out, which was, uh, TikTok beat don't stop. Um, it's actually done, you know, sort of well, um, you know, but the next single will be, uh, the sixth dimension, um, I'm trying to hopefully, uh, 
you know, get a clearance uh, from a very, 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 very... We had our conversation about music right here. Now, this is going to blow your mind. Right. Um, I, I'm still waiting for clearance yet, but I'm, I'm just going to put this out here because if I don't get clearance, I'm going to have to chop the... I'm going to have to chop it off the song. But uh, I, love, I love the fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. And uh, the name of my single is The Sixth Dimension. Yeah. And... Um, so obviously, you know, like we were talking about, you know, that song is, you know, I'm 28. Um, I want to say that song might be, it's well over 50 years old, but, um, you know, I, I, I always loved, you know, loved that band, uh, loved that music. Um, and one day, you know, I was sitting down watching The Matrix. It sounds really funny. Mm-hmm. I was sitting down watching The Matrix 2, and, it, you know, that's kind of, you know, kind of a recent but old movie, I suppose, depending on how you look at time, call me a hippie or whatever. <laughs> uh, I try and look at, you know, I try and look at time as not being uh, uh, something that can be, you know, relative. But anyway, um, but I was watching The Matrix and there, were, there was a scene in The Matrix 2 where Morpheus, I'm not sure if you remember, he had came out to address, you know, the, the whole cave of people. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I was just so, you know, inspired to, you know, write the song right. and everything just kind of, you know, came together and, and it sounds, it sounds wonderful. It sounds wonderful. So of course I'll, you know, be a kind, kind sir and get that over to you, you know, perhaps for your own personal ears before listeners get to hear it on March 19th. <laughs> oh, that'd be, that'd be awesome. And hey, you talk about Morpheus, you know, Lawrence Fishburne actually still owes me a pack of cigarettes. Oh man, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. If, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, you look at how his character was in that movie. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, he he is cool as the other side of my pillow, man. Um, when they, they were filming a movie called Fled down here in Covington, just south of Atlanta, and uh, we were the ambulance that was standby on scene, and you know he couldn't carry his cigarettes in his costume because duh, and uh, they'd be between shots and he'd walk over to him and say yo man let me bum a square i mean you ain't gonna oh, tell wow. Lawrence fishburne no <laughs> so oh know. man i i hope uh i hope he let you get a couple of selfies with him for the price of that you know cigarettes are really expensive these oh days. man this this has been shit, 25 years ago it's been a minute oh, <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I, oh man that's funny that's really really yeah. funny yeah but you know i i really um, I feel like a lot of my, I, I don't know what I would describe my, my style as I, I like a lot of different, different things. Um, especially music, right. Yeah. Um, you, you know, like, you know, we just, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, the fifth dimension giving birth to my, you know, single being inspired by, um, you know, and writing a song called the sixth dimension. But a lot of my music is so much, you know, about, um, you know, self-empowerment and improvement, but also, you know, inspired by, you know, that great era where people actually wrote good music yeah. and above trying to have credibility, they wanted to make art first. And that's something I feel like in this day and age, you know, we're music lovers, you and I, mm-hmm. you know, that's something I feel like is kind of lacking um, musical diversity, you know, especially in certain genres. I won't, <laughs> yeah. I won't start shooting arrows at other genres, <laughs> you know, but 
certain genres, you know, start to sound after a while. You're like, wait a minute, this sounds like the same guy and maybe the same type of melody. But yeah. okay, hey, this is radio. This is the competition, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. And, you know, know, we, we had a, um, a country band a while back that was really huge, and they still are. And after their first big hit, everything they did sounded just like that song. And I, I don't listen to them now because of that. You know, it's the music evolves. Yeah, Come on, yeah. evolve with it. And, you know, it's... I, I'm like you, you know, nowadays it's great. People can get their music out there, but it seems like all you need now is an iPhone and you can make an album. And back yeah. then, you know, yeah. like I say, it took yeah. talent. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Look at Brian Wilson and Isaac Hayes, man. They talent running out both their ears. I mean, you can listen to, you know, the theme from Shaft. Everybody laughs at me over it, but if you sit and put on a good set of headphones and listen to it and pick it apart, Oh, wow. Man, there are oh, so man. many moving parts in that. It's just, and he orchestrated that, and it's amazing because that was talent. That wasn't, I'm going to oh. sit here and do this in 10 minutes and be done with it and make a mint. No, he put heart and soul in it. And, yeah, yeah. And that, that, oh, I, 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 I you know, I'm a huge vinyl collector. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I, it's so weird, right? That I, I kind of feel like I'm, I don't know. I, I just I I feel like I was born too late. It's unfortunate. That's, that's me. I'm I'm I've always been the oldest guy in the room, no matter how old the people were. <laughs> that's, that's the way I just you know because you know like I you know like I you know like I'll I'll be around you know friends whenever I have the opportunity to do that, um, you know, and I listen to like like we, what we just talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I listen to like a lot of older stuff, you know, and people will be like. Huh. Okay, why are you in there listening to Tina Turner? <laughs> yeah. Like, the yeah. hell's wrong with you? You're 28. I, I, I know it, man. <laughs> what, what tickles me, you know, with Tina Turner on Proud Mary, their drummer, he was a freaking beast. I mean, this cat had some serious jobs. But yeah. And, you know, it was a lot, you know, it was a lot more harder for you know, musicians back then, you know, yeah. in so many ways. So when you listen to all of that quality, you know, from all of the, you know, the drums to the strings to the heart and soul, like you were just saying, man, it, it really comes out. Yeah. And then, you know, music was more of a tangible thing back then too. You yeah. know, we had records, you yeah. know, um, I can't even honestly, and I, and, and I make music and it sounds terrible, but I, I actually buy more LPs now than yeah. I buy, um, you know, CDs yeah. and, you know, cause I, I like, I like that, that term crate digging, Yeah, you know, like let's, let's, let's dig through the crate, you know, cause those are some of my earliest memories, you know, are, you know, f- you know, it started, you know, with the big CD booklets, you know, yeah. um, you know, I remember like, you know, growing up like a, a mentor of mine, he had a big CD booklet. Um, big CD booklet, probably of like all of the like biggest, biggest, like, you know, R&B bands, pop bands, whatever, mm-hmm. over like the last 30 years. So, and that's how it started, you know, and then from there, you know, I kind of just gradually grew into like collecting vinyl and just wanting to, you know, hear more, you know, organic sounds and, you know, going to buy a record player for the first time, I feel like is a very... <laughs> It's an experience that a lot of young folks don't have, like to hear that crack and, you know, oh, yeah. pop, you know, yeah. um, you know, one of my, 
dreams, you know, after COVID is to hopefully go down to Muscle Shoals and oh. and record. Um, oh, man. You know. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, right? I got I got to, man. That, that's yeah. like... That's like butter and grits, man. Like, yeah. and I, I tell you, you know, we're we're in the middle of buying a house, and there's several outbuildings out there. They're all fairly nice outbuildings, nice and sealed, concrete floors and all that. And uh, mm-hmm. the lady that lives there, she's a little older lady, and these things are just full. I mean, there's just basically a lot of junk in them. But uh, she asked if you know she knocked some off the price, or whatever. Or, did some of the closing if we could clean those out for her and we're like yeah that's that's not a problem you know we know we got some work to do anyway we might as well throw that in there and uh yeah. i opened the door and looked at one and on a shelf is about a two-foot stack of vinyl yeah. Ooh, any goodies i don't know i didn't look through it i just opened the door and looked in there i'm like i'm not digging through this yet i made sure i told you know, the realtor i said and, tell and, him and, do not cheer oh man yeah, I mean, oh, I still tell them what's oh. I'm I'm excited. Oh man, I remember I was in Michigan. Um, I think this was like last year. Uh, this was before COVID happened, and I was in Grand Rapids, and I was uh, at a thrift store, really really nice thrift store, and I was digging around through the records or whatever, and guess what I found? What did brand you new mint, just like, like. <laughs> Brand new, like unwrapped, you know, not not out the wrapper or anything. Still had the original uh, fan club sticker. Um, well, I'm sorry, insert inside the jacket. Mm. Just guess. We were just talking about Muscle Shoals. Oh, not not <laughs> not something from Skinnerd. Yes. Oh man. Yes. And it was just, and that blew my mind. It blew my mind, and the rec. I mean, and excuse me, and the record, you know, was pristine. Still has fan club stuff in there, oh, you know the wrapping man. around it, and I put everything back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and got the record. <laughs> yeah, that one's one you've got to get. I remember my first record I ever bought. The first vinyl I ever bought was Kiss Dynasty. I was like seven oh, years man, old. I like Kiss, and uh, that I got hooked. But yeah, I, I miss. How can vinyl. you not get hooked, man? Like that, like. Especially Kiss, man. Like uh, you have to, you have to respect any band that, or anybody that sets a precedent and sets a tone to be unique in a time that wasn't allowed really for people to be unique. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and they protect like, their brand so hard, and it's just awesome to me that they do that. You know? Oh man, you get. I mean, you have to. I think when you get to that point, because you know, with especially with you know how media consumption is so different now, yeah. you know, um, you know, like those guys, like, especially, you know, you know, some of the big, big acts like them, you know, they're starting to sell catalogs and stuff because, you know, the, the, you know, the value and the way that, you know, consumers are, you know, so my goal, you know, hopefully, you know, cause for a lot of my fan base, you know, I feel like a tangible product is, is, is great because that's what allows you to make that connection, Yeah, you know, with, with somebody, you know, it's like, it's a real labor of love when, you know, people say, Oh, I'm putting out an album. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, okay. Well, you're basically putting out, play. I mean, it's because now everything's digital. So what we're, you know, the album has kind of become, 
you know, like a devalued format and, you know, and like I said, you know, I'm releasing singles, but that's where the market is now because there is no tangible way to make that connection, you know? So it's a very interesting, interesting and bizarre time for, you know, for music right now, you know, Uh the internet is great, you know, and I'm, I'm really thankful that, you know, all of my music has been streamed. I think maybe close to 2 million times total, like uh, my, you know, second single, Soul Below, you know, which is probably what I'm most well known for, has been streamed close to 1.7 million times. And, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that is great. And I love that, you know, but I feel like, you know, um, streaming and all of those, those formats, those are things that really, you know, kind of start the connection because you have no way to say, hey, you like my music, you know, why don't you subscribe to my fan club? Yeah. So you can, you, 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 th- th- that's what the album was about. Because when you pull that, like we were just talking about, you know, when I found that record, when I opened it, there was that fan club information, right? That's more mm-hmm. valuable. That's the most valuable piece of piece of information right there, because now you have a way to, to make that connection with the person who, who loves you and makes your music. Yeah. and Am I rambling? No, you're doing fine, man. You're doing fine. And, uh... <laughs> You know, one one thing I like about albums, like I say, they've got that stuff. I remember getting Love Gun and having that little pop out, little play, paper gun. You snap your wrist and the oh, thing would pop out. Oh, see now you just inspired yeah. me. Yeah. Oh man, you know that kind of oh, stuff yeah. is is real and it's funny. Everybody thinks that musicians make so much from downloads, like they did with records, and they don't. You know, and you know it's it's really you know it. it it, it's 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 just you know we it started with you know the Napster and then you went from the Napster to mm-hmm. Apple came in and everybody was like oh my god yes yeah ninety nine cents ninety nine cents so yeah. we moved away from that now we're in the stream so yeah. life you know life is is great you know but mm-hmm. it can always you know be better you know as a musician I yeah. you know mm-hmm. know for experience. You know, that there are a lot of, you know, musicians who, um, you know, who, who I have as friends who, you know, have made massive, massive hits, you know, massive, massive hits and, you know, 20 years ago and, you know, but they, you know, are starting to, you know, think about realigning and repositioning because of how, um, you know, how fractured the music business is right now. There's a big fight for... Um, you know, all artists, you know, to get a more equal share of the pie with, you know, Apple and Spotify, because, you know, think, you know, if you think, you know, you're going to become rich off of the million streams, I will certainly be the first to tell you that it's not, uh, not, not, you know, it's enough to, you know, put it back in and turn it back out, which is what, you know, which is what, what you're supposed to do. Um, you know, but the, end result, you know, is hopefully finding that way to, uh, you know, again, make those connections with the fans. And I don't like to use the word fans because I feel like, um, I feel like people are listeners now, you know, like we have listeners now, like, and when you have, Fans is kind of like a word that uh, feels, for me anyway, feels. Um, I won't. I won't say it, it feels weird for me to say. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to say listeners or yeah. um, 
you know, it just makes me feel better. (laughs) I can tell you the mark of a true fan, and I'm fixing to go way back past your time, was the 8-track. Because with the 8-track, yeah, if you missed your song, you had to either wait for three songs to play and come back around to it, or you had to go to another track and find a song that you liked and time it right where you could click and go back to that one and catch it at the beginning. So Okay, you got me there. Yeah, you got that, me there because every time I go into the record store, I see them, <laughs> excuse me, yeah. and I look at it and I say, what is that? Oh, dude. Oh, man, that was, that was the CDs of the 70s. Oh yeah, and I never, I just never understood how it worked, you know. And they had the uh, eight-track player and all of that stuff up there next to the vinyl. Oh, it's it's like worth that. getting. It's worth getting. I promise. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go get one, and we'll have to sit down and listen to some 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 good stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's that's when you knew you were a true fan when you would put up with a song because you know every album has a song that you're like, what the hell did they put that on there for? And when you put up with oh, that wow. one to get to the next one, that's when you, you're a fan. <laughs> so I wonder, is that like almost how, would you say the tape, almost like tape maybe, or? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's tape. Oh, yeah. it is a tape. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> oh, it's, it's awesome, man. And, you, and, you know, I, I remember going from that to cassettes, and uh, I had the big cassette case in my car when I was a teenager. I mean, this thing was looked like a damn two-foot-thick briefcase just full of tapes. I didn't even know they made cassette uh, cases like carry, you know. I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah, man. It was fancy. <laughs> and, of course, you know, you make your mixtapes off the radio. They're missing the first three seconds of every song because you hear it and try and hit the button quick enough, and you never are. So, but, oh, but wow. man, it, it was such a great time. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. yeah, man. I mean, I, I I might actually go pick up uh, I'll pick up a good uh, a good eight track. It's it's worth doing. It is worth it because you can find the tapes for nothing now. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, the record player that I have is uh, it's actually pretty pretty modern. Yeah. I was wanted to find one that I could plug into you know everything now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it actually, and that one has a CD player on it too, and a tape player. So and, and I re- should go look for one. What yeah. will really piss you off about an eight-track player, though, is you'll find a tape that you love. Man, you can't find a bad song on it. It's your favorite tape, and that son of a bitch will eat your tape. <laughs> oh no! Oh man! No! Oh, there is no panic quite like riding along and hearing. <laughs> Having to snatch that tape out real and quick. See, and I thought the sleep. worst thing possible was, you know, getting dust on your record and getting the scratch, but that sounds worse than that. Oh, dude, it's <laughs> terrible. It's almost unrecoverable. Oh, <laughs> it is a pain. But it can be yeah. fixed. You just got to be patient and take your tape apart and get in there and wind it back slowly and gently. And, oh, it's, it's a pain. <laughs> Well, I don't know if I'll... Eh, we'll see. It's, it's, we'll see. it's worth we'll doing. See. It's worth it. <laughs> Sounds like it may be a learning curve. Oh, yeah. It, it's <laughs> definitely worth it, though. <laughs> All right, I'll check it out. Oh, yeah. But, no, I mean, I, I come from the days of the big stereo rack systems, you know. And that, that was what everybody wanted. Oh, yeah. 
And I've actually got a friend oh, that yeah. still has a working reel to reel. Really? Yes. You know what's you know you know so when I go okay so it's funny to bring that up there so at my studio mm-hmm. there is an old analog tape recorder reel to reel like you just said mm-hmm. and I said to myself I'm like I want to learn how to work that you will get sound off of that because like I'm, nothing else yeah because I'm so used to you know sitting in front of the you know big console you know and moving my you know moving my buttons and moving my mouse and adjusting and you know and I I, I thought that was I thought that'd be really really cool but see I don't, I don't I don't even know if people still I don't even know where they would teach that and how I would even learn oh, that, man, that's, that would, that's, that's like, a school of hard knocks baby find you an old analog board and hook to it and just yeah. just practice just work with it because the great thing about it, yeah. you can re-record over the tape. Oh, you know, I never thought about that. Yeah. I never thought about that. Never thought about that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so. worth putting in the time on right there. Because the fifth dimension, that's what they recorded on. That's what all the old people recorded on was good old tape. Yeah. You know, and that, and I think that's what, you know, makes all the music, I think, resonate more too, you know, because you yeah. got everybody in the room together and. You know, and you played the the music, and you know you had to sing right, and mm-hmm. there was no pitch correction, there was no, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, so definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean it's it's worth doing. It is worth it. Like I say, you can get your analog board, and you can still mix on it, but you just it's like a big equalizer kind of. But it's yeah. worth doing. You might have to. Explain. Yeah, I might have to explore that a little more. Oh yeah, but yeah, I mean, I I love it. I just you know I've I've never been musical as, as far as playing or doing anything. I've I've had several guitars and I've always played at it. And uh, this Christmas I went into Guitar Center here because it is the devil, and they had a ten line telly on their used rack for a really good mm. price. And I'm, you ever just had an instrument that just spoke to you that you knew that was yours? That's kind oh, of the way this one was. I know the feeling. And I, I, I got it. And I said to my, I told my wife, I said, I'm not going to do like I have with all the others and just pick it up and just whatever I do. I said, I'm actually going to learn to play because I mean, through the show, I have access to what, what people can call guitar gods. I mean, I know Kenny Olson. I know George Pahone from the Black Eyed Peas. You know Scott Page from Pink Floyd. You know these are my friends. I think I might be able to get some advice. From I was them. gonna say you, you, you. <laughs> I'm just gonna say you should definitely reach out and ask for some guitar lessons. I'd offer, you know, but I think, uh, I think, you know, hey, I think those guys might be able to <laughs> help yeah, I mean, you it's, out. It's, it's just <laughs> freaking awesome, you know, and. Uh, and I told her, I said, I'm actually going to learn to play correctly now. And I, I bought a little pig nose amp because I love the sound of those. And uh, I've got a little effects box that I use just if I am going to just play. It's got a good tremolo and all that on it, so I'll use it. And, but just, well, did you did you decide to soundproof your uh, your room where you uh, play play the guitar? Or? No, I'm actually, my studio's down here in the basement. And so, I mean, it's, it's not too bad down here whenever I do it, but, uh, where we're moving to, I'm actually going to have a standalone building for my studio. That's 
about 15 by 15. And I'm probably going to oh, wind up soundproofing great. it, even though it's out in the middle of the woods. I may still soundproof it. But, well, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, I cook yeah, a lot. I think that's We've, pretty cool. The, the place has about a 40-foot-long pavilion. And on the end of it is a big room for a kitchen. And my best friend owns a restaurant supply, so he's already looking for used appliances for my kitchen in there. So, oh, yeah. It's already got a barbecue pit oh. built, so it's on. <laughs> oh, man. You said the magic word there. I love good barbecue. Oh, when I, well, right now I haven't been eating. Like the quarantine, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, the quarantine, it was horrible for me. I'm sure probably like everybody else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. At least with food. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm now back in the process of uh, trying to uh, get things back to the way that they should, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I love, oh, man. I mean, I'm from Chicago, and I have family in, you know, in Georgia, and we know good barbecue. Yeah, what, we definitely what, know good what barbecue. What part of family, what part of Georgia you got family in? Oh, man, I have family literally, like, all, all over. Any all around over. Augusta or Thompson? I do have some family in Augusta. I, I have okay. a cousin who moved down there a few years ago. She has a little girl. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I, I haven't been down there. but Yeah, because uh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm from I, just I, outside of Augusta. That's where I'm from, but I'm in Fayetteville, just south of Atlanta now. Yeah, well, you put that brisket on, invite me over. I did a brisket <laughs> about a month ago, and, man, I, I love doing a good oh, brisket. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh man! See, I shouldn't even be talking about brisket because lately, like I said, I've been, I've been eating very healthy. I've been doing a lot of um, avocado and tuna. You understand? So uh, things like brisket just like make me want to just explode right now because of all of that just luscious, good flavor. Uh-huh. So yes, well, I, I tell you, I've got a burger that I do. It's it's a a burger you don't eat in one sitting. Because I I, I get it ready in a six-inch cake pan. Uh, I'll put down a layer of brown sugar, pack the pan full of the hamburger, and poke little holes in it. Then pour mm. bourbon on it to get down in the burger. Another Ooh. layer of brown sugar on top of it and put it in a smoker for about 20 minutes. And then finish it off on my flat top where it caramelizes that brown sugar. It's amazing. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Yep. Mm. Mm, mm. Good food, good food, good barbecue. See, that's that's horrible. So now I have to weigh my <laughs> options once again. You know, after I uh, leave the gym later, do I do I follow through with the avocado routine or do I go to pick up barbecue? <laughs> horrible. And we were supposed to be <laughs> we were supposed to be talking about music, and now we're talking about food. Lord help me. Oh, I'll tell you, man, this thing steers itself. I'm telling you, I've gone from talking to somebody about their or about their Grammy to Bigfoot in the next sentence. It steers all over the place. Yeah. I, I did make yeah. my first deep dish pizza not long ago, and I, I had never made deep dish. Oh, wow. and I finally got a pan and made one, and whew, man, that was a good pizza. That was a really good pizza. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I actually, I like to, I, you know, well, I haven't lately because, like I said, I, I've been. You know, it's that you know I'm back in that cycle again. If you know, you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, 
So, you know, but I enjoy cooking. I really enjoy cooking. I don't think a lot of people actually know that about me because I'm, I'm somewhat of a private person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really enjoy cooking, especially uh, sweets, um, like uh, good peach cobbler. Like I enjoy peach cobbler. Mm-hmm. Some people are fruit people, but I enjoy a good cobbler. Mm-hmm. Um, cake. I, I, I really, really, really can make a really good pound cake. I mean, oh, you're talking oh, my language my, on pound Oh my cake. god, upside down pineapple cake. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I I I throw down when it comes to the sweets. Okay. So if I ever get married, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be all right. <laughs> well, I tell you, here, here's something you can make next time you cook chicken. Uh, just. In a little saucepan, get some peaches and puree them, and then take mm-hmm. an equal part of heavy cream and put in there, and just a teaspoon of red pepper flakes, and okay. and reduce it by about half. And when your chicken's done, uh-huh. put that on there as a sauce, and it is amazing. Oh, that sounds really good. Oh yeah, it is mm. great. That sounds really really good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Like I say, I love to I cook anything. I, I, I've i gone from ramen noodles where I opened the pack to ramen noodles where I hand stretch my own noodles. You know, so. Oh, please don't, don't, don't hate <laughs> me for saying this, but I absolutely hate ramen noodles. Yeah. Absolutely hate ramen noodles. I'm not. Because a... when I was a kid, <laughs> ah, ah, when I was a kid, like, I'm, I'm sure like every other poor child across this country, mm-hmm. like, we ate. Ramen noodles, mm. potted meat, Vienna sausage. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else am I missing? Oh, sardines. And the soy burgers. Um, Don't forget the soy burgers. Oh, oh, God, those two. Everybody's um, talking about the plant-based oh, burgers. Horrible. That's all that is is a freaking soy burger, man. These people are churching it up. It's a soy burger. No, those are horrible. Even yeah. the uh, someone tricked me into eating that Beyond Burger mm-hmm. at um, Burger King and. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe just because if you're a meat eater, you know what real meat tastes like. Yeah, and that, that ain't nothing but a soy burger. That's all they are. It yeah. it is. It's kind of like a flavorless. Oh, you know, um, and the, the the texture of it is just kind of kind of like gra- I don't know what gran- yeah. granulite, lighty, <laughs> granulely. Uh, you know, I don't. Eh, I'm okay. I'll rather. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna have some meat. And, yeah. and I am going to enjoy my meat. I, I I have a lot of respect for uh, vegans. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know I try to I try to watch you know watch what I eat. I believe it's okay to eat it, pretty much anything. Um, you know, in moderation. Yeah. Um, you know, and food. I feel like life is meant meant to be enjoyed. You know, um, and you know, food is just I feel like an expression, especially. You know, in families, you know, it's just an, another expression of love. You know, so food is, is, it's a great thing. It, it definitely <laughs> is, definitely. But yeah, I know about eating the ramen when I was a kid because, like I say, we we grew up poor, man. We were so poor we almost had to share a mouthwash. But uh, oh man, bur- burglar broke in our it place. Was, no, yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah, so yeah, so you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. But I, I can also make I, I make a broth for them now that is great, mm. and it's not got ten pounds of salt and MSG in it. 
and it's you can actually. And I think that's stuff. why I didn't. You know, I think that's why I don't like it. You know, as an adult now, is because it had all that salt in that in that yeah. little pack. You know. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, but now when I when I make it, it is a an event for sure because I I put everything good in there. I was gonna say, do you add like uh, any extras like eggs and all that good stuff? I'll do. Now I do the eggs whenever I do my fried rice, but in my ramen I'll do like um, fine chopped up green onion, uh, garlic. Um, what else? I put a little bit of five spice in there. Uh, you no, know, one of my captains actually gave me some last night that actually had a little bit of fish sauce in there. I've never had it, and it was pretty damn good. So I'm gonna start trying that in there. And uh, I'll put a little bit of soy. I, I use low-sodium soy because it can get salty real quick. Mm. But, but, yeah, I mean, and, and I just use beef broth, and I'll, I'll get the low-sodium beef broth, too, because it's funny. I'm from the South. I'm almost 300 pounds, but I don't really like salt a lot. <laughs> you know, I, I learned learned a long time ago, if you season something right, you don't really need a lot of salt. Amen to that. Yeah. Amen to that. You know, it's funny you said that because mm-hmm. I, I like, um, like if I make something that has, um, especially like with like meats and like my, my burgers and stuff like that too, mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't put a lot of salt on it because I, the cheese is salty, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It, I don't know. Yeah. It makes I, me sound old. And I, I'll tell you something <laughs> that's good also. Next time you do pork chops, uh, Ooh. get Regular chili powder and country thyme lemonade mix. The powdered, put equal parts of it and rub it on there. Okay. Because that uh, mm. sugar in the lemonade mix caramelizes. Okay. And it's great. We'll try that. Yeah. We'll try that. I've, I've got one rub that has about 30 recipes that I'll, I'll do on pork once in a blue moon. But that one is my go-to because it always gets good reactions. You know, I was thinking about at some point down the line, you know, some point down the line, maybe releasing like a little small cookbook mm-hmm. in conjunction with, you know, with some music or something. But that's late, you know, later on down the line, because I really do like food. And that, you know, and the reason why I say later on down the line mm-hmm. is because when it's later on down the line, nobody cares if you're fat, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, kid, kid, and notice I'm, I'm 49 and I'm a big boy and nobody cares. They kind of expect it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That sounds, that sounds horrible what I just said. But it's the truth. Right, it's true. <laughs> like things are just starting out for me right now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get, get every advantage you can right now. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I have to try and keep it, you know, keep it tight, you know. Yeah. So... It's a lot of pressure sometimes, but you know, no, I, yeah. I gotta gotta follow through. Uh, once in a while, somebody says something, I just rub my belly and say, "This body don't run itself." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this is a highly tuned machine. It takes fuel. Oh yeah, I had to uh, work at this. Oh, that's funny. That's so yeah, funny. you know, Ken, Kenny this Wilkerson, like last night. Oh yeah, yeah, Kenny Wilkerson huh? from Nova Rex, the metal band. He. I had him on the show a while back, and he actually put out a cookbook for autism. And he got guys oh, from wonderful. guys from I'll all these all these rock bands, the old metal bands, all of them put in recipes, and they're so good. My favorite one, I can't remember who put it in there, 
but it is wasabi sesame seed crusted salmon. And oh Ooh. my God, it's amazing. It is so good. All it is is you spread wasabi really thin over your salmon, put sesame seeds mm. on there and put it in the oven until it's done and poof. And it is so good. Oh man. Now I got to go get salmon oh. tomorrow. Yeah, the fat now that does sound good. It is it that is amazing. Good. It's the first thing I made out of the book, but you can get it um it's rockinrecipesforautism.com. That's a great cause. That's yeah. a really great cause. Yeah, and you know really he he self-published the book and he's he's basically the only money he gets from it is paying back the cost of publishing the book and printing them up. Everything else is going toward autism. That's and, a really wonderful, really, really wonderful cause. Yeah, and the, the charity that really, he really uses for cause. for the autism is one that uses music to, to help autistic kids. And that, that's just great to me. I'm, I'm a sucker for a good cause. You know, that's... Music is a, a very powerful thing. Yeah. You know, it's a very healing thing. You know, there are music therapies, you know, therapists across this country, excuse me, I said therapies, mm-hmm. uh, musical, you know, therapists across this country, you know, whose yeah. job is just solely to, you know, provide, you know, music as a form of therapy. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a, a really, really good thing, you know, and it's almost like food, right? You know, yeah. music and food, you know, the, I, that, the, it's art, yeah. art. It's all art to me. It's funny how you begin to look at things. I don't know. I'm an artist. I'm sorry. I look at everything like that. Like I look yeah. at my, like if I go to a restaurant and I, <laughs> you know, like I order like, you know, uh, chicken breasts, you know, or something. And I look at how it's plated and I look, I'm like, oh, this is beautiful, yeah. you know, and I'll take a picture of it, you know, and it's all art, you know, and I feel like when people are cooking, especially when you're cooking for like your loved ones or you know, like the recipes that they collected, you know, all, all of those recipes were created with, you know, the intent of nourishing the soul of someone that you care about. Mm-hmm. So that is a really great cause. And that that's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually living proof that music heals. Uh, you know, you may have heard on my show, I don't know, but a lot of my listeners already know five years ago, I had two strokes. Uh, my first one, I didn't know about the second one. I was actually on the ambulance when I had it and, uh, I got lucky. It didn't get me physically, but it, it scrambled my eggs is what I like to say. It gave me a really nasty stutter, uh, just all kind of stuff. And I had to stay at home for about four months because I couldn't work. I could still, you know, do physical stuff, but I just couldn't work as a paramedic anymore right then. Mm. And, uh, I had what I called my cook shack. It's one of the metal carports. It had a refrigerator under it and all my grills and griddles and that stuff. And I would go out there and I would just listen to music and do whatever just to kind of get out of the house. And one afternoon I was out there, I was actually cleaning my guns because that was another thing that kind of helped settle me. And I had metal. I'll never forget, I was listening to Five Finger Death Punch as loud as I could. And uh, have you ever heard of a guitar player named Monty Montgomery? He is... I think I have. It sounds familiar. Well, he he did a possibly a remake of Romeo and Juliet that uh, Dire Straits did, and he plays on acoustic electric. That's all he plays, and his solo on that's like eleven minutes long. But it, at one point, it sounds like there's three people playing, and he's playing it live, and he's the only guitar. Oh, 
But uh, I decided I wanted to hear that. And my wife was out walking on our property doing laps, and I was just getting her some exercise. And I had tried singing because everybody said, oh, Mel Tillis can sing, but he can't talk. So I'm like, hell, I'll try it. And it didn't work for me. So I played this song, yeah. and I realized I was singing it note for note, just perfect pitch. Everything was perfect. So I, I started it over, and I did it again, and I did it about four times. I was frantically <laughs> waved at her, come here, come here, come here. And she thought something was wrong, and I got to give her the first clear I love you that she had in four months. And, uh, wow, yeah. And yeah. I, I actually yeah. sent sent him a message on Facebook, and it told him the story. And... About a month later, I'm laying in the bed about nine in the morning, and the phone rings, and the, the only thing on the ID is the number, and it says Texas. I'm like, great, who do I owe money to in Texas now? And uh, <laughs> I picked up the phone, hello. said, is this Brad? I'm like, yeah. Is this Monty Montgomery? I'm like, huh? He said, yeah, I got your message. He said, that touched me. He said, I was just going to send you a message oh, wow. back, but I, I had to hear the voice. And we talked for about 30 minutes, and he's just the nicest guy. And I, I let him know he made a difference. And yeah, like I say, yeah. I'm, I'm proved music heals. I mean, it still comes back once in a while, but not very It's probably been six months since I've done it. And that's a wonderful thing because I hate when it happens because I sound like the water boy. <laughs> <laughs> I do. No, 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 no. I definitely know how you feel. I, I've, 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 found myself in some pretty dark places and I definitely feel like music is is definitely instrumental and kind of shaping and helping me you know get things back to where I need to be you know because they're you know it's like a, the, the soundtrack to your life almost you know yeah. like the the unscripted soundtrack to your life you know and and you know I listening to what you were telling me it reminds me of um the King's Speech. Do you remember that movie? Mm-hmm. Um, I just, just I've had plenty of time, you know, because the only thing I've been doing is just going to the <laughs> to the studio and home. <laughs> so I've had plenty of time to, you know, watch movies, you know, when I'm not recording them. Mm-hmm. And that movie, you know, really, 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 really touched me because I had no idea that, uh, you know, that he he had that problem. Mm-hmm. And there was a scene. Uh, you know, and there that I recall that the therapist was uh, asking him to to sing, and he started to sing, and he he you know he had no stutter or you yeah. know, and and uh, it's just really miraculous to me, and and I know the 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 power you know of of music, and I feel like it it's really just a, a, a gift, and it's just one of those those things along with with food you know, that make life, um, you know, so much richer, you know, in, in addition to your family and, um, you know, so I'm, I'm definitely grateful to, you know, be here on this earth to just, just exist and to hear, you know what I mean? Um, you know, cause music is, I don't think a lot of us would be able to make it, you know, without music. I certainly know, you know, I wouldn't be here, you know, in, in, in my life and where I am at this point in my career without, um, liking pretty much and loving everybody that we have talked about musically and, you know, finding, you know, the strength, you know, inside myself, you know, and probably, you know, cause we don't know, 
you know, what it, what it took for, you know, them to, you know, accomplish what it is that they accomplish, you know, and sometimes you just need that little extra push and, yeah. you know, and music is, 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 is probably just as universal as mathematics, you know? Yeah. And, and another great thing about music, you know, I can't remember exactly what I was doing 30 years ago, but you can say 1984 <laughs> And that that date came up in my head just a minute ago, and immediately I'm hearing, and you you know this song, Mister Telephone Man, there's something wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm back. Yeah. I'm back on the banks of Ansley's Pond, listening to that play over the radio, and it just, <laughs> I mean, it just brings you can name a song, and I can tell you what I was doing when I heard it, and it's it's just so neat oh, that, wow. that music does that. You know, Clint Black. Has oh well, a song. Ooh, that's a good. That's a good game that you should play. Actually, yeah, Clint, Clint Black had a song play. called "State of Mind," and uh, it says, "Ain't it funny how a melody can bring back a memory?" And that's the truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you, you really want to feel old. Figure out that the Go Go's were going strong in 1980, and it's classic rock now. It's like, oh, I remember when they came oh, out. Oh, I know the Go Go's. <laughs> Yeah, I remember when they came out. I feel old. <laughs> no, don't feel. No, 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 no. Time is time is not time. <laughs> time, no. And that's the thing about music, though. I think too. Um, at least for me, because it's strange. Like when I, you know, when I listen to music and I realize that you know the song came out in like 1974, and I listen to it, and and I just. I'm amazed at how relevant, you know, and how communicative the message still is, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I think that's, you know, what makes it, you know, what makes something timeless, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of, I don't know how to say it. It sounds strange. I have a very loud affair with music. It just it just lives <laughs> on. I mean, it doesn't get any older. You know, it, it just yeah, it just yeah, lives. And that, yeah, yeah, and that's and that's what I you know try my best you know to do you know with my music. Um, you know, I try to uh, make things that will hopefully you know be talked about, you know, 10, 20, you know, 30, you know, 40 years, you know, from now, you know, that's, I think everybody, you know, wants that, you know, and for me, you know, as being, uh, you know, a young musician who is fully in control of his career and what he wants to do, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to explore different multitudes of sounds in my work. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's a lot of, you know, big stars, uh, who are, you know, really restrictive in, in what it is that they can communicate to people and, you know, what it is that they can put out. And, you know, and, you know, I just so happened to find myself in, you know, <laughs> in electronica or what I like to call new disco. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I have cover, you know, I have some pretty good covers, you know, on, on, um, my project, uh, I actually might just put it out as an EP, but uh, the sixth dimension, like I said, you know, that's the the, the next single um, that's coming out. But I have a you know a nine inch nails cover, nice. uh, you know, that I've recorded. Uh, I like, I absolutely love uh, love Trent Reznor. Mm. 
I think he's a, you know, a really great musician. Um, I don't, I actually prefer, uh, their version over Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash's version makes me want to cry. Uh, <laughs> their version just makes me want to jump off a cliff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> they're both great, but they're just two different, you know, two different <laughs> textures. Yeah. Um, you know, but you know, I have, you know, that, you know, that type of stuff, you know, a lot of pop rock, but you know, it's all, you know, based around, you know, electronica, you know? Oh. Um, so I always try to keep that, keep that into the focus, but, uh, coming, you know, down the line after the sixth dimension, you know, expect, a, a, a expect a pivot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Keep it fresh, man. Most definitely. <laughs> you oh. know, uh, I, you know, I just feel, you know, as an artist, I feel like, you know, you have to do what feels natural for you, you know, and, and just make, you know, what feels appropriate for you. And if it's authentic, people will respond to it. You know, I've I've learned Uh, that through the show. When you're not trying to, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. When you're not trying to trace, you know, trends or. Um, when you're just being yourself, your most authentic self, you know, people respond so well to that. Um, and, and again, you know, I, I still am just humbled by, you know, how everything has kind of occurred for me. It's definitely, you know, it's been a, a slow process for me, I guess, to get to this point where I'm, um, you know, starting to get recognized, you know, I was in a magazine last year, um, you know, I'm getting messages from fans mm. and listeners, you know, all over the world. And, you know, before I, you know, had, you know, started our interview, you know, it just, everything just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks, like, okay, wow, you know, this is really going on here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm just grateful to be able to put out um, and express myself because a lot of people don't know that what I put out you know, are not only are they things that I've written, but they're things that, you know, I go through in my real life. You know, as you know, Chicago is a beautiful place, um, but it's also a very vicious place, you know, and, you know, um, so I, I find a lot of inspiration, you know, in, you know, in my daily life, you know, I, I've written songs about, um, you know, gun violence, you know, but everything is, disguised over slick pop you know what i mean um and that's fulfilling to me that's more fulfilling to me than winning a chicago music award or um you know being you know known all over the world that's more fulfilling to me and more happy to me you know and that's you know like we were talking about earlier right you know it, right. it it's fun yeah you know <laughs> yeah exactly Oh man, well you know we have gone almost an hour. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's the great thing about my show. It never seems like it's as long as it is. Oh wow. See and you know, and I feel like you know, and I feel like I you know, was talking to an old friend. You yeah. know, I, I, I think I think this has been a, a wonderful a wonderful, wonderful experience. I am so happy that you've uh 
graciously allowed me to come in and and, and speak with you so uh, so casually and so comically. Yeah. Well, you're, you're um, welcome back anytime. I mean, you got the number, you save it. All you got to do is call and say, "Yo, let's talk." And you saw how fast I can plug in. <laughs> Boom, and it's done. Well, I, like a, yeah, I, I again, like I said, I'm, I'm very humbled and even honored just to you know be on your show. You even know who I am, which is really great and cool. Um, to all of our listeners, thank you for being so supportive and and uh, make sure you continue to be on the lookout for the Sixth Dimension, which will be coming out on March nineteenth. Um, and I'm very excited for that. And uh, well, yeah, God bless gonna, you, and God bless everyone else. else. Well, I appreciate it a bunch, man, a whole lot. Like I say, anytime. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.